Lux Up Cheer podcast is brought to you by mybookie.ag. That's right, mybookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. Tell them Scott at the Lux Ups Here podcast sent you. And I am here. I am Scott. I, it's always me. Uh, I am here with uh, the co-host of the Hollywood Crime Scene podcast, Desi Jedikin. How are you doing, Desi? Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, I know, because we've always been Twitter friends, so we've never officially, like, talked. I don't think I've ever seen you. Never I've seen me? Pictures. Like, uh, <laughs> move, moving. I haven't seen you moving. <laughs> like, like I'm, no, I'm actually, like, a real person that moves around. Right. You're not just a person holding meat. No, no. <laughs> but you know what? You will be able to see me moving around in an upcoming ESPN 30 for 30 that I'm very excited. I got to be a talking oh. head interview for, so. Which one? The American Gladiators one. Oh, I just saw they have one coming out about the 1986 Mets, and I'm oh. like dying for it. Well, you know wait. what? That's a perfect segue because I know okay. you're a big Mets fan, and this show is kind of my love letter to degeneracy. And I oh. think the '86 Mets are the most degenerate championship team of all time. <laughs> I mean. I literally think they should be in the Hall of Fame just for that reason. And I've gotten yeah. into fights with numerous men about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm incredibly sentimental and I'm like, great teams should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, in my opinion. I agree. There should be like a team wing. Yes. Like, just like iconic teams throughout the ages. You know, we could have Murderer's Row, yeah, whatever. Yeah, 1927 like, Yankees. Yeah. Some of those Mickey Mantle some teams. teams that never made it. Like, because obviously the New York Mets, like other than Gary Carter, I think that team, I don't think any of them are Hall of Famers. No. <laughs> Despite uh, the fact that they all should be. <laughs> and his like peak Hall of Fame years were kind of behind him in Montreal at that point. Like he was. Yeah. No, definitely. So I don't, I'm pretty sure none of them are, even though I obviously. I think Keith Hernandez should vote. be in. And I think he'll get in one day on the veterans vote. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's definitely the closest. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. He's like a broadcaster now, so now wasn't like didn't they have a pitcher? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if they, didn't they have like some old pitcher that was like hurt by the time the playoffs came around, but he was still on the roster. Like I, I don't. I think that's oh. getting technical because I know like yeah, I don't. I was so young, I don't remember, so I would only have known like the major players, and then I would see the escapades in the newspaper, you know, like the Daily News or the Post or whatever. Uh, so yeah, you yeah. know, but I was like a Doc Gooding girl. He's like my guy. I love, oh, love was, him. <laughs> I mean, he was the best. Like him and Strawberry, man, that was, those were the dudes. No, those two guys. I'm like a little outs. I'm on the outs with Strawberry a little bit right now. Cause he was pro Trump <laughs> 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 and that's just not cool. Yeah. You can't be a degenerate and go Republican. It just doesn't work. Like, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now Doc you're Gooden, just a monster. Oh my guy. He's the best. He had he had some years. <laughs> yeah, no, Doc Good peak Doc Good and, and like his peak was from like nineteen to twenty two. Well, I also the year I got interested in the team was his his uh first season. Yeah. So like I was like with him, you know, from the get go. Yeah, so he was, the man. Uh, he was so good. Yeah. And like yeah. and Strawberry, uh I mean I'm a Southern California native. Uh Strawberry is like a legend he's from Compton, yeah he's a right? Compton legend there's a documentary yeah. about how him and Eric Davis grew up together playing on this field yeah I loved Eric Davis too and that's a I love that yeah I forget what it's called oh I can't remember. 
I'll I'll send you I'll find it and I'll send you. Yeah, send me a link. Because I also like the I like the strawberry good in thirty for thirty too. Yeah, that's a really Did good. You see one. that one? Yeah, yep. that was I was in tears. See, that's the thing about me is I have um, I come from a very fucked up family. I have almost zero childhood photos. So <laughs> when I was watching that documentary, it was like seeing home movies. I was like in fucking tears. I was like, wait, I was like, oh, my memory. It was like it was like uh, validating my memories because I don't really have any families. <laughs> so it was like it was such a good moment for me. And then I wrote a really sad essay about it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> an inspired emotion in me. The only thing that can is the eighty six. The eighty six. I, uh, I believe there's a TV show or something uh, for HBO coming out about them based on the Jeff Perlman book. Oh, oh, that's great. They're adapting. Should, there should be everything about them because, like, so they're adapting his Showtime Lakers book. Oh, that yeah, I I know that I've seen that, and I hear that's um, looking so good. They want to do his eighty six Mets book next. You gotta. But I think that's I mean, going to be more of a mini series, just like a one one off thing. Like the Lakers right. run has like that's a decade where they have like a lot of legs. Well, they had many good years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but John, John C. Riley is playing Doctor Jerry Buss, owner of the Lakers, on that. I know the casting looks great. So who like, would you I'm cast in the '86 Mets? Oh like, damn! Like, you should have given me homework. I know I should have. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm putting you on the spot here, pretty hard. I feel like Keith Hernandez would be the easiest because I'm like, who's like mustached, kind of hot, like and swarmy. Uh, this guy. I'm so bad at casting. (laughs) Yeah, right. I don't have a mustache right now. (laughs) I'm too old. (laughs) He was the old guy. Yeah, it's funny thinking like he was probably like 34, and I was like, he's ancient. Yeah, Yeah, he was. I mean, he wasn't that old. Like that old. Like no, but he was like. Doc was like, like you said, he's like 21. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Dykstra so was, was like so... 22, 23 on that team. That's or... my boy. That... <laughs> Who do you cast as Lenny Dykstra? Who's your Dykstra? Damn, see, that could be good. I, You know, it's like, God, he's so hot back then. I'm trying to think. I'm terrible. Like, my first thought was like Jeremy Renner, but he's too old. I've been watch- rewatching the guy. OC. I've been rewatching the OC. What about the guy that played? Uh, Ooh, R- yeah, R- Ryan. Ryan, yeah. He's pretty good, but he might be too old now, too. Yeah, you're right. That was Dykstra's only peak. Like, people make fun of me for having a crush on him, but they don't know how hot he was for four years. <laughs> before he went to the Phillies? Before he got bloated. <laughs> yeah, before he became, like, and then, like, the steroids, like, made his cheeks, on like, face no, all he, weird. Like I had that nails poster on my fucking wall. Like, everyone else is, like, Kirk Cameron. I was, like... <laughs> I'm gonna fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck so like a child. Dykstra. I was like, I knew what he wants. <laughs> I'll fuck him. <laughs> what a, I had to count down to 18 on my own. I was counting it down. <laughs> Do you think Lakeith Stanfield could pull off Daryl Strawberry? Ooh, that's really good. That's actually perfect because he's really tall and skinny. Yeah, he's like, tall and skinny. Strawberry is tall and skinny. When I worked and at Seven had- Eleven, Lakeith would come in all the time. He was re- super cool. Oh, I love him. Like we became kind of buddies. Like we had like like inside jokes together kind of. He was really cool. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> if, I ever, if I ever met one of those guys, I would faint on the fucking spot. <laughs> They're like the only celebrities I actually care about. <laughs> oh, we got to arrange we got to arrange like a 86 like a trip for you to go to an 86 Mets meet and greet. Yeah. Like a spring training one year. What? No, an, I, did, I bet you they'll do a big 40th anniversary coming up in 5 years. Oh, and then I, I didn't get a chance to read this article. I bookmarked it, but they had like a really sad article about um, some of the Mets players 
not the 86 ones, but um, like the old school guys like Bud Harrelson, okay. uh, who was a coach. Rusty during the 86. Yeah, but they're all like have like, you know, dementia and Alzheimer's. <laughs> it's like a really depressing. It's a depressing <laughs> article. So I was like, you know what? I'm not quite in the mood to read this yet. <laughs> I want to read about carousing or something like that. But yeah, I'm going to I'll 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 circle back to it when I'm like more stable emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, I want to see like the if they do the 86 Mets miniseries, they have to show the scene where after they beat the Astros in the champion National League Championship Series, show the wife swapping on the team plane or whatever they were doing. Like, oh, and just the didn't they get they got into a huge brawl, too? Yeah, right? yeah. In it, was Houston. Like a, it was like they had like a bra- team brawl on like a team orgy in the same week. Yeah, that was a huge <laughs> news story. I remember. Yeah, that was a stressful playoff for me, man. <laughs> I've, I've said this before to, to a friend of mine who's a Mets fan, too, because it's obviously been all downhill since 86. Uh, but it's like you've just, I've just been chasing that high for like the rest of my life. You know, that's, a really ru- like- that's a really rough year for me because I'm an Angels fan. And they they blew oh. the three to one lead, series lead to Boston, and so like they should have they should have been in that World Series against the Mets. Yeah, uh, I mean my my worst sports year is ninety four though because I was a Knicks fan. Uh, oh that yeah, definitely, that that year broke me. Like uh, that. At least you got rewarded. <laughs> At least you got rewarded with the OJ chase during the finals. Can I tell you, like any other time in my, I always think back to that because I'm such a like true crime junkie and I love those kind of stories. That was the only time in my life I was like, get this fucking Bronco off my fucking TV. (laughs) I was like livid that they were cutting away from that game. Like I just remember screaming. That was the only time. That was a nail biter series. (laughs) I didn't realize the impact of that Bronco chase at the time, I think like how sort of legendary it would become or sort of iconic, I guess. In a no, Cause way. you're in finals mode. You're in. Yes. You have so tunnel for me, vision. It was, yeah. It was uh, awful, but I remember that year. Cause like the Rangers won who I was a fan of. Uh, it was like a good New York sports year. And yeah. Where sure. Mark Messier took the Stanley cup on a strip club tour of Manhattan. <laughs> hey, New York teams kill it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's true. Like they, they, you gotta no, celebrate. I was, I was sure I was like, Jordan's out. This is our one fucking chance. <laughs> like I was like, we gotta do it. And then fucking Hakeem. I was like, I gotta losing. say Tom Brady going to Tampa, winning a Super Bowl, and then just getting fall down shit face at the, the celebration made him oh, more yeah. relatable than he's ever been in his entire career. It's the only relatable thing he's ever done. <laughs> and he was re- that that incident was responsible for that one woman losing it on Twitter yeah. about the disrespect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> her father, her father created the trophy with the Vince Lombardi trophy yeah, or whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. It was like, lady, go get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like... He's won seven of these things at this point. Like at a certain point, they start becoming just big paperweights to him. Yeah. Like... Sorry about your dad. Yeah. Get a life. <laughs> Yeah, who cares? He didn't build that one. Why don't you do something? Stop living up your dad's glory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you come up with the football phone? No. Okay. Then you suck. <laughs> no, oh like, God. yeah, no, but I, I do think like, uh, okay. Oh, I, I'm trying to think of a, who else is on? Oh, Gary, who do you, how do you have Gary Carter? Who do we cast as Gary Carter? Oh, so he's older then, right? Like yeah. late 30s. I got, I, I got a good one. I got a good one because I don't know if you've ever seen my buddy Carl Hess when he was young. 
Oh, he no, had really cur. He had really curly. He has like like when he grows his hair out, it's a super curly mop. He could pull now, and now that he's like in his mid late thirties, yeah, he could really pull off Gary Carter. I mean, the thing about Gary Carter is he looked like fifty, yeah. even if he was in his late thirties. Well, Carl's it's been doing a lot older. of desert camping during pandemic, so I, I like okay, to think it's hardened okay. him a little bit during this. His skin's more leathered. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he looks more <laughs> like a Rawlings. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is definitely a good uh, experiment, a thought experiment. Casting this movie, I think like Keith is like the no-brainer here. I think yeah. You make him. You make him as Daryl Strawberry, and you set the story around him. Make him yes. the star. And Daryl Strawberry was pretty much the star of that team. Like, he's the phenom, the number one overall totally. draft pick. He was. Yeah. I mean, and he was he a decent out, basketball player, too. He's hot, too. Yeah. So yeah. I think Lakeith works there, too. Yeah. I mean, it. I'm like it, all my horny childhood <laughs> fantasies. I was like, I'll fuck half this team. <laughs> and Dwight looks good now in like a really grizzled old man kind of way. Like I'd still hit it like with Dwight. I'm like, he must be like, he's like, he's like, well, he must be like what in his early fifties or 55. What about, what about Roger McDowell? Oh yeah, he was kind of a hunk. There's Ron Darling too. I mean, yeah, Ron Darling. Ron Darling. Yeah. Roger McDowell was one of those. He was like one of the OG like quirky relievers. You know who my favorite was? Sid Fernandez. That's when I fell oh, in yeah. love with fat, fat baseball players. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love them. Like Pete Incavilia, and I believe this is the second time in like two weeks I've had a Pete Incavilia reference on the show. So he's so yeah, I love him. Loved him. Uh, there's Wally Backman. I just saw Wally Backman. <laughs> yeah, solid. I had, he's like a good casting. You need like young fucking Sam Elliott or something because <laughs> he has that mustache. He has that mustache, yeah. right? What about uh Hojo? Hojo, yeah, Howard him. Johnson, yeah. He had his little scandal with his bat. <laughs> he, <laughs> what was, was that? He was and he was like uh, we like for his time. I don't think they people realize like if you looked at him like with the like, get all nerd talk here. If you looked at him with the advanced analytics now, I think Hojo looks a lot better than people realize he was back in those days. He was a solid player, but he just wasn't exciting. Yeah, that's in the, a way like that's he's why not like a star. Got, that's why the numbers nerds like me like him. <laughs> yeah, that's how I kind of feel about. I mean, Mike Trout is a much bit better player, but I'm like, who cares? <laughs> Did you see like that him. Mike Trout going into today had 69 bats and was hitting 420? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, fuck yeah. him though. He's still boring. Yeah, <laughs> but he he is in the. He's, I mean, he, you're an Angels fan, yeah. so yeah. But you know, he's not like. I don't know. Like he's I don't, he makes not, me like, laugh because all, all he does in the uh, off season is go to Eagles games and goes deer hunting. So I think that's kind of hilarious. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think the thing of with baseball players is a lot of them are like rednecks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Most of those. <laughs> and it's dudes... always shocking. You're like, okay, mad bomb is like crossbow hunting. Yeah. You always, <laughs> you always hear about these ball players that like bought a 20,000 acre ranch in Texas to deer hunt on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I liked the Mets too. Cause they were like more urban players. Like yeah, they like weren't as country. Jesse Orozco. It's some... Oh yeah. 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 Like Dykstra was the most country, and he was just like, and, <laughs> fucking... he's, and he's from fucking Anaheim. Yeah, but he's <laughs> or Garter like Grove. A, he's Garter like, Grove. I, I don't know if he's Polish. Is he Polish? Probably. But he has that kind of like 
fucking he's it's like are you sure he's not like from philly or something <laughs> like, i mean well he played he for, has I mean, that vibe yeah he played for them but like he has that vibe to me like working <laughs> class <laughs> no he is he's like honestly he's like a, a walking springsteen song <laughs> <laughs> well he had this whole yeah his whole life like post baseball t- too is just insane oh like, i could i honestly it's kept me going it's kept me going like i should do I love an episode it. just on his true crime because you should you guys should do a, a dykes episode because like, oh i he had that yeah. one thing where he was putting personal assistant ads on on craigslist and then when <laughs> people would come over he'd just whip his hog out at him my thing is i think i could get him now <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I, <laughs> Like I'm, I'm seriously considering at least once a month. I'm like, I should just fucking oh. try to get him on Twitter and be like, Hey, like, cause he loves, like, he's like always tweeting about milfs and like, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'd be a, f-. he's like, he, he wants these like really old milfs too. Not like the 32 year old ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I could be like a fucking, I'll be like his Kate Upton. Yeah, like at this point, like- <laughs> real milfs, not you porn milfs. Like- yeah. No, he was like with talking to this one broad because, of course, I looked through his like interactions because I'm like a psychotic stalker. <laughs> and he was going off with this one MILF who was like 55 or something and looked like 60. Like, and I was like, damn, I could finally get you him. You get, like, yeah, yeah. You might <laughs> have competition. to. He might leave you with like a bad credit score or something. But I mean, that's the worst. Like, just like don't let him use your credit card or sign anything. <laughs> no, because he had like, he bought like Wayne Gretzky's house and then like, like defrauded on the loan and then like gutted out like all like the oak and marble yeah. that was inside. Did he have something where he was like, <laughs> he was like refurbished, like he was in the home building business, right? Like, yeah, but like he was just using it to like buy houses and like, like gut them out. Yeah, it was a total, yeah, total racket. A friend of mine, and I'm not, I can't say who, but he's an attorney and he, uh, Lenny contacted him to help him on like a, a case against the uh, jail the jailers for beating him too hard or something oh i can't remember i remember on one of our mini episodes he did something i was like in new jersey i can't remember what it was now but it was really low budget like he lost a he lost a watch or something i think he had ecstasy really... on him too though i think he had possessed yeah it was like summer he got arrested and it was just like plenty come on like you're like in your 50s yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah like, yeah I, so people yeah that my, that crush i have to explain a lot with that nails poster because people see the the man he is now and he's yeah. basically like pink he's just like hot you know his color is he's like that old guy who just is pink 24 7 every day of the year i went that to skin his color car with like a polo shirt it's like because he's like outside all the time or something i've been to his oh. car wash in anaheim hills that he used to have that's long gone but like he had like like back in the 90s and my friend's dad lived around okay. the block from there and we took his car there a couple of times and like we're like oh it's lenny dykes's car wash cool like he's yeah. a football player like i because like he has one of my favorite moments in world series history ever where he made a diving catch where he and he fucking in the outfield and swallowed his tobacco and then <laughs> and then he was up and then like throws up and then goes up the next inning and hits a home run. I mean, that was his one flaw back then. <laughs> yeah, like, he had a massive wad of chew. Just... He's always the chew guy. It was just so gross. Like, ugh. But yeah. And not I mean, just luckily... a lipper up front. We're talking no. the entire pouch on the side of the cheek. Yeah. Right? 
dude he's a monster but like <laughs> you know superstitious ball players are you think he like was like all right now i gotta swallow some ta- tobacco juice every time i go up to the plate because last Ugh. time i hit a home run like i just watched uh you said you're into like the numbers i just watched Moneyball for the first time oh it's I great yeah i liked it the, I liked it. The book's really good, too, because the book really explains the mathematics behind it, but it explains it in a fun way where it tells stories about these old-time players and, like, why this guy was better than people realized. Or... Right. Is the is the book by Bill James? No, no. It's or... by Michael Lewis, the guy who wrote by The Michael Big Lewis. Short. And, and, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I read a book by Bill James about the Hall of Fame that gets into that. Oh, yeah. He's great. Players. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was it definitely got deep in the numbers and I was kind of like, oh, I'm yeah, stupid because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very like invested in Hall of Fame voting, like for oh, some so, reason. So my Mike Bridenstine, like like the month leading up to where they announced it, me and Mike Bridenstine pretty much text every day and talk about the Ryan Thibodeau uh, Hall of Fame tracker. Do you follow that? No, I should. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Uh, okay. He has, he keeps track of, like, some people submit their ballots to him on the side and let him know. How oh. They so he'll have, like, I have, like, 72% of the vote for sure locked in like this right now. And then he does his projections oh. on it and stuff. Yeah, I'm friends with, like, a few baseball writers and i'm always kind of like give me something can i tell you what to do yeah 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 yeah, because some of those guys are like i think the younger ones are coming up get it but like some of those old guys with steroids it's so silly to me how they're like no on bonds and clemens but yes on frank thomas jeff bagwell well there was plenty of suspicion about those guys like it's definitely like a debate that i go back and forth on a million times do you know what i mean like it's I can I, see I, I have no problem with it because the way I look at it is after the strike, that home run chase between McGuire and Sosa is what brought people back to baseball big time. And right. everybody knew they were juicing on that. I, it was so obvious. And so it's if they always weren't, obvious. If they weren't going like, <laughs> to like, because I thought two years before when Brady Anderson for the uh, Orioles hit like 52 home runs with his career high right. was like 29 before that. I was like, this yeah. guy's clearly juicing. Like, they're not going to do anything about it because it's bringing people back after they cancel the World Series. I mean, I'd I'd much rather like have them in than a lot of boring people who yeah. had boring boring people who had good records. It's like, well, to <laughs> me, it's like if you have a Hall of Fame and you don't have Bonds and Clemens in it, then it's not really a Hall of Fame. It's the best yeah. left-handed hitter and the best pitcher of their era. It's like, frustrating because they would have been Hall of Famers pre-juicing. Yeah. Yeah, so if, they definitely, if they both would have retired like, in like '98 and not yeah. played another game, they both would have been Hall of Famers. It's kind of, so that that aspect to me is frustrating. Like, oh, oh man, Are you okay? I've been, yeah, I've been having <laughs> allergy. I've been having allergy issues uh, this week. Yeah, and so like with the weather changing, it was '96 when I got out of work today. Oh out here. damn, it's warm here today too. It's like in the '80s. Uh, yeah. so it's been in like the low, the 80s, 70s all week, and all of a sudden today it was like mid high 90s. I'm just like, Jesus, I don't like it. Yeah. I like it cold. <laughs> you know what? It was snowing here just a couple months ago in like February. Oh, really? Yeah, it I snows here. It snowed there. It snows in wow. Vegas, and I live in like the foothills, kind of. So I'm in a little higher elevation than like the strip and all that. So I'm, oh. up, I'm uphill a little. So yeah, I don't think I've been outside of. I have been outside of the strip because I like thrifting when I go to Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's some great. <laughs> so 
So oh. I drive around the definitely have driven around, but probably not to the foothills. There's not some sure. crazy pawn shops out here. I need to do a whole oh. pawn shop deep dive episode because my friend, yeah. my friend's dad out here manages a whole a guy I work with whole chain of pawn shops. He's the manager of, and I want to see like what's the saddest thing anybody sold in a Vegas pawn shop. I betcha there's some real sad stuff. When I go to the thrift store, it's like, oh, this person just died. <laughs> like, you can see their whole fucking yeah. wardrobe. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like this pants are stained inside. You're like, what's his story? <laughs> like, I hardly ever find anything great, but it's always kind of like disgusting. So I kind of enjoy it on that level. <laughs> I always want to be one of those guys that finds two grand in a pocket on a thrift store. Oh, jacket. yeah. That's my dream. I mean, I've like that's... said that to people seriously. And they're like, do you actually? believe that i'm like maybe i don't know <laughs> That's, i'm an abused child i have lots of fantasies yeah. that keep me going <laughs> i'll tell you i'll tell you right now i'm not i'm not at all gonna be one of those assholes that returns it no <laughs> I, that's that's luck i'm going straight and this is a this is a great segue because i wanted to talk to you about sopranos but i'm going straight tony blundetto finding the bag the drug money yeah. bag and i'm buying like a shark skin suit like <laughs> fucking six hundred dollar leather shoes and i'm just heading over to the bellagio going belly up at a crab stable all night damn yeah, I mean it's free money. That's a lot more. Okay, two, I think I think what I just said would cost a lot more than two grand. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, belly. You'd go belly up fast. I go belly up real fast. Ten dollars. All. I, I actually put the shoes on my credit card. Oh my god. No, but you know, Meadow Soprano. I mean, uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler. She's married to Lenny Dykstra's uh, son. Yeah, I do. What's his name? It's Cutter. Like a that's, I knew it was some dumbass name. <laughs> Cutter Dykstra. I mean, that's a hot name. I want, Is his son hot? Think I about it. If you that. got with Lenny Dykstra, you could be Jamie Lynn Sigler's stepmom. <laughs> how, how cool is that? I would instantly have a personality. Like, no one would need to know more. <laughs> Look how cool He's married to Lenny Dykstra. Like that says it all, that says right? It all right there. I mean, yeah, that, that definitely bitch. says abused childhood. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. He's gonna change. Yeah. <laughs> he's I, in therapy. He said he's gonna quit chewing next week. <laughs> I like to think he still goes around with a huge wad wherever he goes, and like, <laughs> like I just... mean, the thing about him is all of his fraud is so lame. It's like not even cool fraud. It's like literally like selling Carrera marble or something. <laughs> like, it's, it's like just so funny. Like, hey, I got 800 pounds of granite counter. Do you know what it is? It's like it's because he's like a meth head type, right? And like tweaker. So he's yes. thinking like a tweaker, but he's a tweaker with a big budget. So usually these yeah. guys are out like trying to scrap like uh, 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 aluminum or copper wiring. They're like stealing the um, like, what's that thing underneath the car now that everyone's stealing? The catalytic converter. The cat yeah, 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 they're stealing those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like tweaker stuff like that. But see, since Lenny's got a a budget, his tweaker schemes are just a little bit bigger than that, you know. But it's what's still coming his... from the same mentality. But what's his drug? Do you think? Like, I, I, he's definitely doing a lot of meth. I think he does meth and coke. Yeah. Whatever he can get his hands on that keeps him up. Yeah, yeah, he likes to be up. Yeah, he, yeah. He, <laughs> Lenny's pulling all nighters. Honestly, one of the funniest things was when he first got on Twitter, where he started like live tweeting like Gossip Girl or one of those shows. I was like, 
I was like, oh my God. He's just an incredible person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I had no idea as a child. I just love that he connects into the Sopranos universe, like in, in a weird way. Yeah. He's essentially like a minor character in the Sopranos. Imagine if that was Finn's dad. No, is Cutter a ball player? I think he, he, I think he, he like played, attempted. I think he played in the minors for a little while, right. but he never made it to the main. Now he's probably like an investment. Something. Yeah, right? yeah. He probably he probably <laughs> runs up like what a bo- like a boiler room operation out of some warehouse yeah. that they can take down real quick. I should look more into that. I did know that, but I don't know like how they met. I mean, she kind of had a trashy marriage before him. I think. Yeah, AJ Descala. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was just kind of like okay, like. You could do better, but who am I to talk? <laughs> do, you, do you listen to Talking Sopranos at all? I have listened to a few, but I I got behind on it. They've told the story. Uh, they've hinted a couple times that like her Jamie Lynn's first husband there, AJ Descala, like a couple times they, they he tried to go out drinking with the boys, and like ugh. could not handle it, and like. I guess Tony Sirico had to like drag him up to his room. And he's like, you, you're done. You're not going to drink with us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to sleep. Can you imagine? I know. Dude, I would faint. Polly Walnuts dragging you. You got to fuck up at least once to get him to drag you. Like, because that's <laughs> got to feel great. You got to love it. <laughs> I want it so bad. Scold me, daddy. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, no, I actually follow Michael Imperioli on Twitter. I mean, on Instagram, and I I, I signed up for his meditation class because I was convinced that I would he would like fall in love with me if I, <laughs> if I took his meditation class. And then of course I didn't wake up in time because it was like at nine a.m. and I got an email. They're like, "Where were you? We hoped it was like an automated response." I was like, "He's looking for me. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be the one." He's like, "I gotta get this girl on meditation." Like the problem, stupid. That was like in the early days of MySpace. I think I added someone like Jennifer Love Hewitt. I was like, oh, my God, she knows who I am. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so crazy. It's so dumb, but it is fun to do those things. Yeah. I just wish I could get up in time. You can get up at 9 a.m. to do fucking meditation. Are you kidding me? Yeah, fuck that. Sleeping. That's the ultimate meditation. Actually, I wake up at like 6 every day, so I don't... Oh, uh, you do? Yeah, because I I work at like 8, so I'm usually up like 6, 6.30, and also, I'm kind of a stock market nerd, so I get up and check the early oh, morning reports on yeah, the, yeah, for the yeah. East Coast and all that shit. So yeah, I don't have any reason to be up, so forget yeah. it. I like to get up and like, and usually, I like to, you know, I like to get up like at six and smoke a little weed, and then go back <laughs> to sleep for like a half hour, forty five minutes, and then get up for work. Like I that's my, that's in my ideal morning. I'm also very quarantine has really fucked up whatever schedule I have. Yeah, there's no point. I stay up really late right now, so I. I'm waking up at like 1030 because I, I stay up to like two or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I so. don't know because there was a while there where like during quarantine before I started this job where I would like stay up to like four or five a.m. just playing PlayStation. <laughs> just like I don't get oh. it. Like, I just started watching tons of movies. Like, oh, yeah. I've been marathoning shows like I started rewatching. I, I've watched Sopranos probably four times during pandemic. I want to rewatch it because I remember you suggesting to watch it as a comedy. Yeah, watch I mean, it I as always, a comedy. I always think it's funny. I've always thought it was like one of the funniest shows. But to specifically have that frame of mind, I think will be fun. Yeah. So I do plan on doing that at some point. Yeah, I've binged every show. And then I started watching movies because I had binged every show. And I, I literally yeah. had nothing left. 
Uh, like I just watched all the Fast and Furious movies. You know, I've only seen a couple of those. I should probably do that. I watched all of them and like I saw you tweeting two, about them and like it was two it was like two and a half days. Like I could not stop watching them. <laughs> I felt like and then I had to like watch art films <laughs> the week oh, after. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're like oh. celebrate myself again because I had watched so much trash. You're like, I'm gonna go, go. What's the obscure, yeah. the most obscure Fellini movie? Like, yeah, totally. I was just like, Ugh. I was like, Ugh. it was fun. When, it was literally like a hangover. I was like, it was great when it was happening. But you know, I, I honestly kind of, I'm at the age now. I don't know if it's just because I'm older and like, I'm a little jaded, but it's like, I, I kind of prefer just consuming trash. It's like, I have no expectations. Like, I don't, I don't really give a fuck. Like, like reality shows. I was going hard last weekend on Black Ink Chicago. Have you ever watched that one? Which one? Black Ink Chicago, the tattoo, sh- no, the tattoo shop in South, in South Side Chicago. Oh, my God. No, it's, I They, I they do don't like give reality. tattoos. They just get in fights. It's, all, it's so <laughs> awesome. They just, no, fu- I, they just I, fucking I fight. In a, <laughs> I'm in a trash phase. And even the art films I watched, I kind of thought were not like super esoteric. They were like Mulholland Drive or something. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's still juicy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm going to go see them in the theater. I think the fast and furious. I might. <laughs> I want to see some of those on the big screen. I have to, you know, what? I'm, I'm hoping my next theater experiences is the Sopranos prequel movie. The many saints of New York. Oh, when is that? Hidden? That's in September. Cause I'm looking okay. at the schedule and I'm looking, is there anything I really want to see in the theater between now and then? And I can't see anything that's like, cause I want my first time back at a theater to be a special memorable movie. And that's looking like the one for me. Okay. For me, it might be Fast Five. <laughs> <laughs> or it would be Fast Nine now. They're like way up there, aren't they? It's going to be Nine is coming out in June, and then they're re-airing or re-showing every single one once a week until that one launches. Um... So you can see all those original movies, which I did not see in the theater. And some of them I can I can tell will be great be in the theater. A lot more fun in the know? theater, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'll see if I can drag someone with me because uh, I think it will be fun. Yeah, that's but, awesome. That sounds yeah. like a blast. <laughs> Could be. I'm trying Get to high. Th- <laughs> what else have I like? Uh, I just watched. It. I was like, oh, I just watched my cousin Vinny the other night, and I was like, oh, that holds up so well. Like, oh, I haven't seen that in forever. It's so funny. Like, it's so funny. Like, and I like everybody knows Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei are great in that. But to me, like the all, like all the supporting role, like Fred Gwynn is the judge. Yeah. Like, like I was just talking about him the other day. Uh, in this role, but also in Pet Cemetery. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was like one of my most traumatic film experiences. Because oh, yeah. I don't like thinking of my ankle getting cut. <laughs> you know, I think because like we're around the same age and like for people our age, that movie was probably the most terrifying because we're kids. We like, yeah, and yet if you had pets of any kind, like it really right. hit home about what's going on with everything. Like, yeah, it's really scary uh for sure yeah i don't know i'm i'm also thinking about the movie like which one i want to see uh and i have all these plans for the ray liotta one. is in many saints of newark and that i'm oh. so yeah, like, oh i'm so pumped for that and like yeah and you know it's gonna be great yeah and young jane young michael gandolfini playing young tony soprano I know. I th- oh i miss i miss james gandolfini I know. <laughs> did you know he was it's almost gonna bad. be on the office replacing uh steve carell Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, they wanted him to replace him at first, and then he was like, eh, "He almost did it," but like I remember when he died 
because I was at the airport <laughs> when I heard. <laughs> it was like, what? No, I might have been coming back from New York. What year? What year did he die? What was, was that? Like 2013, 2014. Yeah, like I can't remember. But yeah, I, um, I was working as a prep cook at Hard Rock Cafe and I found out in the kitchen and they're like, Tony Soprano died. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why it cut the black. And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, the guy, I'm like, James Gandolfini died? Are you fucking kidding? Like, yeah, it was very sad. Very sad. I know. So I, I, I've been rewatching Sopranos so much. Where, like, I'm sorry, like, like, watching it as a comedy, starting to find some of my favorite lines. Like, the be- like to me, the number one might be uh, when Polly Walnuts, like, t- like, Tony's down and Polly Walnuts. I think it's the episode where Christopher dies. And and Tony's like not feeling good. And Tony's like, Polly's like, "Hey T, you hungry? You want me to send the kid down and pick you up some baja fresh?" <laughs> Tony, I mean Polly is one of the funniest characters. Like, of all time. The way he says, "That guy is a lunatic." Yeah, yeah. He actually did time for breaking and entering back in the day, and was like a low level associate of the Lucchese family. Oh, <laughs> like, I was just, I one of my favorite moments is um i just watched this episode i kind of sometimes when i'm falling asleep i'll just put any random episode on and it was the episode where livia was like going off on janice and tony's like you know you always come down and i started and, and he she started crying uh and then he leaves the house and trips on the stairs yeah. falls flat on his face and she's laugh she starts laughing yeah. <laughs> i was losing it because i was like that is so fucked up yeah like, and i was like you know tony had to be fucking like i would have died in that instance i was like god damn it i had to fucking bust my ass right in front of this bitch honestly i should i should go through and recut and edit every episode as a re-edit as and add laugh tracks to all of them. like yeah and, livia and, like, is so funny oh like, she's amazing she's so dude, funny i love her it's so sad when she's when she dies like well, especially they do that that weird CGI scene with her where they took other bits and pieces and like recreated. Oh, it. I haven't seen that episode in a while. I forgot how bad it was. It's uh, like it's really off putting. What are you gonna do? It right? would have been better to just kill her off off screen. Like, hey, your mother had a heart attack. You know, and just yeah, exactly. They didn't need to have the final. I mean, that's yeah. what they did. They didn't have to have that scene in there. Like, yes, yeah, like, uh, but yeah, she's great. She's she's like I love mean parents. So yeah. I love her. <laughs> like, I find that very funny. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not going to say my mom was mean, but rather stern. I definitely, she, she was a teacher. I mean, not necessarily mean, but someone who doesn't soften things for kids. Yeah, yeah. My mom was really a teacher, funny. so she was tired of putting up with shit with other people's kids all day. Yeah. So by <laughs> the time she got home with her own kids, it was just like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I get it. No, but, uh, okay. An- another one, it is, Polly's involved with this too, but, uh, it's the Pine Barrens episode. Oh. Where they find out, like, the guy was in the interior defense and, and uh, all that. And, like, this guy's basically, like, a Russian super agent. <laughs> and he's, like, and Paul, he's, like, on the phone with Tony talking about it. And, like, he tells Christopher, like, he says he's an interior designer. He's, like, really? <laughs> why, did his, why did his house look like shit? <laughs> like, I mean, one of my favorite storylines with Polly is when he... F- he finds out about his real mom. Oh yeah, he's, like he's a brutal asshole. To her. <laughs> Dude, 
<laughs> the scene where he goes so to the insanely re- mean. It's like, dude. <laughs> the scene where he goes to the retirement home, grabs her new plasma TV, throws it out the window, and it just shows it crashing as someone drives by in their rascal scooter, just not flinching an inch. Like it's just so funny because it's like that's like the first time I feel like he was really cruel to someone. Yeah. Oh yeah. In a real way, like not in a funny way. It was like, damn, Polly, like you're fucked up. Yeah, I think that was the first time he was cruel to someone he didn't that didn't owe him money. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, definitely uh, separating out the business. Yeah, stuff. the business end. <laughs> yeah. But like, no, like, the like, the, there's that scene where he comes back and just sits down, and she's only got she's got that tiny little TV set up now because he trashed her good one, and he comes <sighs> over to watch. So TV. bad. It's just like it's so heart wrenching. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's so funny. But if you think of that like the ending of a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, it becomes hilarious. Yeah, I think I think you have like a viral hit if you do that. The laugh tracks, do laugh tracks, the soprano. Yeah. Oh yeah, There's, or it, even just like the music, like not the curb music, but even like the Seinfeld bass. Yeah, the slapping <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. or the home improvement, like uh, uh? oh. I mean, I know that sound when you said it, because but I don't think I ever saw home improvement. Or do the little home improvement cutaways because it would show like a saw. Like cutting the set in half oh, and like break away and yeah, go yeah, into the yeah, next yeah. shot. Like, yeah, that's I mean, funny. that looked complicated in 1995. I can do that in two seconds now with a Mac. Like, Definitely. It's easy. And once you have it down, you just keep doing it to see. Yeah, you just keep doing it. Yeah, because by, by the time at the end of the series, I'll be doing, getting real artsy with it. You open up a Twitter account. That's all you have is Funny Sopranos or yeah, whatever. Yeah, just Funny Sopranos. <laughs> Come Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You know, I, they're talking on the, the, the Sopranos podcast. They're saying... David Chase was thinking about doing a Bobby Bacala Janice sitcom, like a sitcom oh. spinoff. Like do it as an actual comedy with ba- the Bacalas. <sighs> Janice. <laughs> <laughs> the Bacalas. <laughs> Janice is like a great example of a character in real life. If I knew that person, I would hate that bitch with all of my heart. Oh, and yeah. fucking never want to but in a as a character she's like the best thing going oh, on no. that show just an absolute monster like <laughs> I, I like the parts where like she's like pimping like pretending to pimp ralph out and then fucking put like hit, strap it on, on the him. ralph sex stuff yeah, yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> i was also another funny moment is um when tony kills ralph where he kind of fat shames him uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. About yeah. eating beef and sausage. Yeah. <laughs> I love fat shaming Tony moments. Like, <laughs> oh, I no, I like it better when Tony fat shames like Vito and uh and and Bacala because it's like he's oh not, yeah, like especially Bacala because it's like well he's not that yeah. much fatter than him. He's like, like you're three fifty, I'm three. Yeah, like... <laughs> you're also a foot taller than me. <laughs> I, I love it too with like the Vito stuff when he loses the weight and it's like they're like. What do you think that weight loss stuff was all about? AIDS? No one says AIDS around here again. Like, that's funnier than any network sitcom right now. No, his whole storyline would be great, too, with some kind of, um, like, rom-com music. Like, just cut all the scenes with him and Johnny Cakes together. Oh, God. (laughs) And have, like, Salisbury Hill playing or something. (laughs) Like, it's a trailer. Honestly, you could make a trailer of that. Like, like like, yeah, like like a... Hugh Grant, uh, Renee Zellweger type vehicle or something like that. Like, 
like like lost in New Hampshire or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Because those scenes mostly stand alone between them. It's just like whatever. You could have him dancing in the club in the leather suit. <laughs> he oh. moves to New Hampshire and finds a peaceful life. Yeah. <laughs> Get some more of those Johnny cakes. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted those Johnny cakes. I honestly I, I was also his boyfriend's hot. He got a hot guy. That guy's a big time uh, acting coach in New York. Oh, he's good. Yeah. He's really good. He's like a uh, really, uh, like, that's the thing. A lot of those, like, small characters like that that have just a couple episode arcs, a lot of those people are big time. Uh, um, they really they really pillage the New York theater scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for that show. Also, I, I think Michael Imperioli talks about that a lot on the podcast. Yeah. Like, uh, what is it? The lady that played Puss, uh, Angie Bomantero, Pussy's Wife. Yeah, <laughs> she she wrote a couple of the episodes. Oh, and she's yeah. a big time like theater director and stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, I love it. I love Jenny Sachs too. That's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Oh, G- you know Jenny Sack was cast on an open call. Oh, really? They did it because like oh, so many fans were demanding that they they get a chance to audition. They're like, fine, we'll do it open yeah. call, and she was the only person that they hired. But the Ginny Sack know. eating fucking snacks in the basement moment is... I've talked about that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm that's, obsessed with it. That is... She, I feel like... I feel that's so hard. So like getting I. busted with your hidden food. Because <laughs> I, I, I've gained like 30, 40 pounds during this pandemic. So it's like... I re, That really hit home with me the last time I watched it. I was like, oh, man. It's like if someone's like, is this your M&M package? <laughs> it's like, no. Why would I have candy? I'm a fucking adult. And I love the way she's <laughs> I just don't like... hide candy wrappers. You fucking kidding me? And I love the way she immediately goes into like, you said you were going to quit smoking, John. Yeah. <laughs> it's so defensive and wonderful. It's like, per- it's perfect. Oh, it's so it's good. a perfect scene. Or is that... That's not in the weight... Is that that's not in the way it's like a it's like maybe after or before, yeah because I think the way is the one where he where Ralph tells the joke about the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And you that's gotta, also a great episode yeah you love I gotta love how this joke about this guy's wife is like a <laughs> running thing for like three seasons and basically triggers a major war between two families well and the funny thing is the joke is so stupid yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a really bad hey, and it's so big because her ass is so big yeah. it's like I was like, there could be way better jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's what the thing they get, right, on The Sopranos is, like, these guys all have, like, juvenile... Like, none of them... They stop going to school in, like, eighth grade. Their sense of yeah. humor doesn't evolve beyond that. So even though right. they're bid-rigging major million-dollar construction contracts committing murder, they still just know a basic dick joke. Right? right, and they're also all emotional babies. Like, they can't let things go. Yeah, at, yeah. Like, no matter what, Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a it's a fascinating case of sociopaths. <laughs> dude, just like all of it is so good. You see, it's uh, like the, it's like a palette of sociopaths. You see so many different people. <laughs> it's like every guy you've ever dated has had one, one of these qualities. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I have a lot. Of, my mom has big time Livia Soprano energy. Like, there's, there's oh a, really? Yeah, she has a lot of that. And like, I mean, I think it's kind of funny, you know. And I love how they have a normal sister. 
Barbara. Oh yeah, she just pops up every once in a while. And you're like, who like, the fuck is this? Just a lady bringing <laughs> over a casserole for a potluck. She's so normal too, and you're like, that's how you do it. You need to leave your toxic fucking family like a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like in the next town. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she's <laughs> like, hey, I'm I'm over it with you guys. Like like Janice was actually across the country at some point, and she came back. That's how sick she is. Like yeah, I. I'm uh they're supposed to I think they're supposed to start recording for me on anything, but sorry guys, you missed out. This thing wasn't running on time for you guys. So uh and people listening have no idea what I'm talking about. Supposed to be on the sports gambling podcast for a live drafting. I'm Oh and uh I guess it's up to that spot. I didn't realize it was gonna go to this whatever. I'm over it. I don't need to they don't need my two cents on it. So sorry. If you're listening to this and you're expecting to uh, hear me on that, sorry. I'm recording my show. I'm responding in the text right now. Okay. So that's a perfect segue, though, because I want to thank you for one of my best credits ever mentioned in a literary work. And I think you know where I'm going with this. And <laughs> we had to get into this story before we got we, 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 we went. But... You quoted me in an article you wrote about uh, Mr. Belvedere sitting on his balls. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And, and for those of you that don't know the story, uh, there's two versions of this story. The version I first heard is uh, that Mr. Belvedere came in for a table read, and that's where, like, the week that they're going to record the sitcom, everybody sits around, all the actors, and you sit around the table, and you read your parts, and people kind of figure out where the jokes are. Maybe the writers punch it up fix it whatever right and mr belvedere comes in for the table reading and i guess he was wearing like a silk monogram like jumpsuit he's like hello everybody yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that's that's you the know, part of the everybody hello like like he's like yeah. super crumpets anyone <laughs> i just came from tea time like and then yeah. like and then he just... i always picture him like with a newspaper under his arm and just yeah, jaunty like, like, yeah like, <laughs> I honestly kind of picture him walking in with the little hat and umbrella and putting it on, oh, a, God, yeah. on a coat rack yeah. in the corner and then walking over. Just, Hello, everybody. And then just. The key is that he's very happy to be there before the incident. He's stoked. <laughs> that, honestly, sounds like a good guy to work with. Star of, the sh- star of the show. The show's named after his character. He's like, you know, it, it's all it's, yeah. it's his vehicle all the way. Bob, Bob Euchre's fantastic. Bob Barb Euchre. <laughs> love me some Euchre. But but the way Bel you know Belvedere comes in, so like it sounds like he was an amazing guy to work with because if that's your star and he's coming in with that kind of attitude every day, yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. But then okay, like so, a great guy. So he sits down and just absolutely crushes his testicles. I I like to think he yet yeah, like went from like hello everybody to Aruga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean obviously I don't have balls. Is that like a very painful, common occurrence? Well, I'll tell you what. I have sat did on I my... I asked you that in the interview? I can't remember. I think you did, and I have sat on my ball. Because I am a middle-aged man that has worn boxers his whole life, and oh, I have right. saggy balls that I've sat on a couple of times, yeah. and it's not fun. And, like, I haven't got... I've learned to sit very carefully so I don't go full bore onto it. And it sounds like he put all his weight and he was quite a girthy man. You never want to go full Belvedere. (laughs) You do not want to full Belvedere it up. Is it like a pinchy thing or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, 
But I can guess. Like it, I no, it's it like picture like the worst like punch in the stomach. Okay. But like twice. Ugh. Like, but because you have two balls, ball. so it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not a. The pain is not a pair. Ideally, he it's only separate. did one of them. And I, I'll say this too about being a testicle owner. Sometimes, if it just gets grazed right, it almost hurts more than a full on con- oh. con- like a like a full on kick to the nuts. You can kind of take a take the blow a little with your thighs or something. But some- I would love to feel it because I really need to know if you guys are pussies or not. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it, like it, I can never, I can never know until I experience it myself. Yeah, like, no, it's it's bad. Like I, like every time, like in a gangster movie, we're like, we're gonna put his nuts in a, like put ice picks through his nuts. Like I, that's like I makes me cringe in like the worst yeah, possible way. I've like, seen men react that way to it, anything ball related. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's not a pick, but also it is one of the greatest things in comedy watching someone get hit in the nut. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Polly Walnuts got kicked. In, taken I'll back laugh to anytime. Anytime someone even says balls, like, just well, fucking funny. There's the Sopranos where Polly went to rob someone for veto, and the guy kicked him in the nuts, and Polly wanted extra money because he was walking around funny because he had a bruised beanbag. <laughs> Polly, you just, things, you just need things to happen to him constantly. No, okay, so just, that, his reactions are always funny. So that's the first Belvedere story, okay? And the second right. Belvedere story is the. Uh, for those not familiar, the official one. Because I lived in Hollywood for years, and I'll say this: you for even living in Hollywood, you forget there's a Hollywood Christmas parade until the Hollywood Christmas parade comes around. It's like, oh shit! Why can't I walk? Why can't I walk down the street here today? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's it's the most D-list. I've always wanted to go because it looks. I don't like parades, but this one seems like you I could might probably enjoy get it. a float in it. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I like low budget versions of things that people go apeshit for. Like, the... I don't want to go to the Rose Parade. I'll go to the Hollywood Parade. Have you gone to the Doodah Parade? Uh, no. Do you I... know about the Doodah Parade? I ha- I do know about that, but I haven't gone to that one either. Uh, I just don't go to parades. They used to throw even you... the ones I want to go to. The fun thing about the Doodah Parade is everybody brings uh, bags of tortillas and throws them like frisbees at each other. <laughs> yeah i just i i'm one of the people who are like i'm gonna go to that next year and then when it comes around i'm like eh, i'm not yeah. leaving my house i don't want to park or <laughs> so what is it i'm guessing belvedere was in like uh open like jfk style uh jfk murder style vehicle where he's yes, like, sit- like sitting on the upper on part the back part yeah yeah like and then wave I think and hide he, everybody yeah then he they hit a bump or something, <laughs> yeah. and he slipped off of his perch, and that's so he fell on his bar- balls with some velocity. <laughs> it's not just the girth; <laughs> there was it's, some velocity yeah, behind that the, girth. The, <laughs> I wish I, I wish I really knew physics because there's got to be like girth, yeah. girth times velocity, yeah, equals balls, <laughs> equal ball, like, ball, like, oh. <laughs> oh, equals right, yowza. <laughs> Mommy, mommy. <laughs> yeah, that's the only math I can learn. Take take that, Goodwill hunting. Yeah. How do you like them apples? How do you like them apples? <laughs> I, was, I was working on a really bad Robin Williams Goodwill hunting impression. Like, what if Robin Williams' character in Goodwill hunting was more like his character from, like, Good Morning Vietnam and, like, like his more wacky oh movies? God. Where it's like, hey, Will. 
You want to titty fuck my hairy chest? Huh? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> like, all day I was laughing at Robin, like, like, like psychopath Robin Williams therapist. Oh my like, God. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So that's pretty much the story. Yeah. But so it's, two, it became a legendary thing. Right? I think both happen. I'm from, I'm in the camp now. Where I think oh. both happen. I think Belvedere has a recurring crush in his balls. <laughs> I think I think he's got a huge set, and he's constantly sitting on him. I think it's his kink. He likes, <laughs> <laughs> he likes to sit on his balls and get people's attention. <laughs> of course, you think it's his. He's kink. into it. He's into it. Oh my god! He's gotta be. That's... He's always wearing those loose jogging suits. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's why he gets them custom made. So he, he's got like a yeah. s- separate like bean chamber. He's like LBJ. <laughs> he needs some extra room <laughs> in the crotch, <laughs> but for his balls. Yeah, what, is, what did he call his dick? Oh, shit. It's like slipping my mind right now. Hog something? Like no. His, his big fucking hog. I yeah. think that's where Big Johnson comes from. My friend... Uh, it, her uncle is the guy he's talking to on that phone call. Really? Yeah. He he was the tailor who would make those pants for him the, the with extra girth. For for his, special pants. The for, LBJ presidential big dick. The roomy pants. ball pants. <laughs> he had just he had to do that dart in the fabric to make more ballroom. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the uh like the Victoria's Secret like founder of yeah. male fashion because it's like yeah Shh, it's our secret <laughs> <laughs> lbj secret I, how, how great would it have been though to be like a white house staffer back in those days where president's just whipping his hog out all the time that's that's yeah. that's just good living i mean i you tell the premier of the ussr <laughs> yeah. on the resolution desk there's like a dent (laughs) whip his dick out and plop it on the desk see that burnished part of the oak (laughs) that's from dick grease (laughs) lbj lbj dick grease is a great name it's a good name for a band totally i'd go see them (laughs) oh man like yeah i i don't know belvedere balls though like it's it to me it's the greatest urban legend in the history of comedy like it's just funny it's just so it's, funny it's such a rant, the fact that it's mr belvedere yeah, of all like, shows yeah. like and him he's so prim and proper and just seems like the sweetest <laughs> old man also like, i think when I, I i sent this to you where it's like i always think of bob Uecker sitting at that table read giving like a play-by-play like Oh, right. he took one in the bag. That's he is your down. Saturday Night Live sketch that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Absolutely. <laughs> and Mr. Belvedere was in Mel Brooks, The Producers, the original movie. Oh, yeah. Christopher Hewitt. Yeah. He I plays remember the, looking the, up his The credits. theater director. Yeah. yeah. It's an unforced error for sure. I wonder if so Mel Brooks has a Mr. Belvedere ball story. I mean, that's what we need to find out. That, before Mel Brooks dies... Yeah, we need. Look, I know you have a lot of wisdom to impart on the world uh, before but, you die. But, but just, you know, however, one, one thing, one little thing, Christopher, he would ever sit on his bag. <laughs> yeah, I like that he'd even remember him. Maybe like <laughs> Belvedere. Did you I, ever see? Him? I could see Mel Brooks just breaking into a whole random like 
this guy used to sit on his nuts every yeah. day. Like, oh, that's why. That's where yeah. I thought of the and like, like it's like some scene yeah, from like Blazing yeah. Saddles. It triggered some, yeah, yeah. Do you know in uh, Young Frankenstein when the horse whinnies? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> you know when Mongo punches the horse. <laughs> That, that it's, it sounds sound, that thud is what it sounds like when a hefty middle-aged man forces all his weight down onto his ball sack but, but this proves also the great thing about the story is that it's very riffable like you can go on lots oh, of tangents about yeah, it yeah, like, uh, yeah it's like endless I it's mean, I, I it could. could be, it's like the Kevin. Ba it's the Kevin Bacon of urban legends and pop culture. <laughs> you could tie it to like every fucking thing no, in the world. That, okay, that's the thing. If they ever hire me at SNL, if SNL ever hired me, hires me as a sketch writer, every week I pitch a different Belvedere like ball yeah. sketch. So like one week it's like the JFK courtroom scene where I'm explaining the magic <laughs> bullet with. Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah, it's endless. I'd watch them all. Yeah. Like, yep. Give me another one. If any executives <laughs> at Comedy Central are listening to this episode, give me and Desi a show yeah. where every it's a sketch comedy show where every sketch is about Mr. Belvedere's balls getting sat on. It would be a huge hit. And we would go you. for 12 seasons. <laughs> you would not get enough of this. Like, yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. There's no way. Uh, everyone loves it. Everyone loves people getting hit in the ball story, but that's played out. We're in the 21st century. Let's yeah. start sitting on balls. Also, anyone you ever tell this story to, it's the most amazing thing they've ever heard. Oh, yeah. So there's lots of first-time people who would lose their fucking minds. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> like, do you like a disclaimer before every episode? It's like, yeah. warning, this is based on a true story of, yeah. of Mr. Belvedere Absolutely. sitting on his balls. The credits could be like an old woman telling children the story. Yeah. Once upon a time. <laughs> and then the man went to the table to read. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I, I would love to recreate the ending of The Graduate. But when they run back to the end of the bus, Mr. Belvedere yeah. sits on his nuts. He sits down next to them while they're staring at him out the window. <laughs> yeah. He sits on the bus. <laughs> they're having this contemplative moment about their lives. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Snap them out of their narcissism. I mean, or, or, like, like, I mean, there's just so many great moments in cinema, you know, that we can just. No, it's never ending. I'm telling you, we have something here. We don't even have to work that hard yeah, like, it writes like, itself yeah, like, like a, do a rain man sketch where he's playing blackjack and then he just <laughs> he just fucking whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's, it's, oh my god it's, it's so easy oh here's one here's it's one so you do cast because i've been you I, have I, I, you I've been, have mr belvedere playing the joe pesci character in goodfellas oh oh yeah <laughs> you think i'm funny and then, I'm, while he's enraged he sits on his balls and everyone's like that's funny though yeah you're a funny guy <laughs> I was thinking like uh because like I've been on a castaway kick because like I I posted a tweet today about like 
why haven't they made movies about guys that fuck volleyball since Castaway? <laughs> 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 but, but like, uh, like you see this Castaway where like they rescue Tom Hanks and then the the plane comes to pick him up. When he sits down on the plane, he just sits on his nuts. Oh man. <laughs> Like I'm trying to think the like the moments of he draws the face on his balls. Yeah. <laughs> Wilson, Wilson. That's the poster for yeah. the sketch. It's just a, yeah. yeah, all sketches get movie posters. It's like comic. It's like the balls from Step Brothers yeah, with the yeah. Wilson face on it. Just... <laughs> oh. Uh. oh man. Uh, I might start at OnlyFans where I just paint the Wilson face on my balls. And Seriously, <laughs> different guys. Which com- which comic is this? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Part of the thrill. <laughs> oh man, oh, I gotta catch my breath. <laughs> hey, that's the thing. Is like I, I meant to just be like, oh yeah, this will be a quick little like thing. But I realized like, oh man, no, this is just gonna go forever because it's. <laughs> It's Belvedere's balls getting sat on. It's so good. <laughs> it's just so good. I mean, there's nothing more pure than it. like it's. I loved researching that, like taking it very seriously, as oh. if I was writing like an investigative journalism piece. Because <laughs> you had to <laughs> my just be, like, ideal writing assignment. You had to be just belly laughing the whole time you're doing that. Like, it's so ridiculous. And then to get people's stories, like I had you and I had a few other people. Uh, there was like some of the TV writers who who like had to tell their version. I think you had the Jay Moore story you told. Yeah, me about. I read it in Jay Moore's book originally, but then I want to say Joe Wagner told me a version of it too. Well, there was a Doug Benson because Doug, because yeah, because he's friends yeah. with Doug Benson, and so he heard like the Doug Benson version. Yeah, I think once I realized there was actually like it was kind of like a JFK conspiracy almost like I had to find which was the true story. Yeah. Which is it the CIA? Is it, it had, the mafia? It is it the Cubans? Is yeah. it the Russians? It had such lore that everyone started telling the story as if it was a friend of a friend's Yeah, uh, and kind of embellishing things and uh, et cetera. And like Jay Moore claims he heard it from Sandler who was right on right. there, but I don't know if Sandler was ever on. I mean, that would be, he a, wasn't on the show. That's I an easy IMDb that. check. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, uh, but the, uh, I think Doug Benson was roommates with the older brother on on uh, the show. That's no, that's that, that's how it's we. Also it. stupid, it's also stupid. It's like, oh my god, like who fucking cares at this point? But still, I'm picturing Sandler fucking watching. It doesn't him. even matter. It lives on its own. Like it doesn't matter if it's not true because we don't care. We want it to be true. Like all of it doesn't matter. Is it still brilliant? When, if Sandler was there, he definitely would have been like, And he, I would have also liked to see Sandler do an opera man breakdown of Belvedere yeah, sitting totally. on this. It's like, Mr. Belvedere. No. It's like Rashomon. I want to hear everyone's version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got the Bob Euchre play-by-play, the Adam Sandler <laughs> It's like the Bible at this point. You know, there's three major religions and it's which one did you, your people follow years ago? Which Belvedere nuts story? Are are you, are you from Islam? Are you Jewish? (laughs) Are you Christian? (laughs) Give me your religion. I'll let you know. I'll tell you what Belvedere ball story you believe. Christian is definitely the Christmas parade. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Like that's a no brainer. Uh, The Jewish version is definitely the table read. Right, because it's like all the Jewish writers are there. Yeah, all the all the (laughs) the Jewish studio bosses (laughs) giving notes. (laughs) 
And then the Muslim version, I don't know. I, I guess I'll have to make up a third Belvedere sitting on his balls story. Right. For the Muslim. Yeah, just for the, the Muslim. Yeah, just. Got to. Like he, I feel like it would be very. Maybe he um, sat in serious. his nuts in a prayer rug <laughs> store. <laughs> I don't know. That's all... I don't want to say anything. I don't want to get like <laughs> in trouble. That's all I got. That's all I got, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think we're running out of time here. Desi, okay. This was so much fun. This was, I'm glad it was really fun. Yeah. This is one of my favorites because, like, I, this is my first time doing a Belvedere balls deep dive. And uh, look, I lucked out. I had that good story in my pocket. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm. I think the '86 Mets stuff and the Sopranos talk was fun, but I mean, it was all very good. But that, that's a real home really run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, say, you saved the best for last, people. I don't know if you, you... gotta. It worked out perfectly. Yeah. Now you gotta sell it. So you guys <laughs> stay for the end. The shocking conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> Tease it out. <laughs> oh man, like, yeah. Uh, and I think Christopher Hewitt died, right? He's no longer with us. Yes, him, he so. did die. It might have been kind of recently, I think, too. Yeah. Like, it's not like twenty years ago. It was like pretty recent, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's his legacy. You well, gotta love it. So, you know what? I think I'm actually gonna make this live stream because my team is on the clock now. Okay, yeah, make it. Wow, I'm actually sure. gonna pull this. Look at how this is production mastery. This is, a, this is a production master class for everyone paying attention right now. Absolutely. So, uh, check out Hollywood Crime Scene, everybody, if you haven't already. We've already yeah. had Rachel on the show. And oh, man, I, I gotta have both. I have to have the round table like with all of us one day. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. We'll go to Vegas soon. Yeah, Hopefully. yeah, yeah. And uh, no, yeah, and we'll go to the uh, the Liberace Museum. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, do that. I like. I really got to see his his palatial estate. Like that Absolutely. sounds. Absolutely, that to. sounds incredible. So, uh, where can people follow you on Twitter? Desi Jad at Twitter on Twitter. Oh. Uh, it's the same on Instagram. I don't really post that much there. Yeah. Sometimes I do. But yeah, my podcast. If you like, already... if you like Desi's filthy do me daddy talk on here, you will <laughs> love her Twitter feed. <laughs> Very wholesome. H O L Okay. Uh, thank you so much. Hi, thank you. It was really fun. Everybody's still listening after th th this film. Uh, <laughs> make sure you follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. Same for both. Uh, this is what smart people do in branding and social media branding. Uh, also, uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod. I know I've been slacking on that this month, and I'm sorry to our current subscribers, but I was busy being a Hollywood uh, documentary star this month yeah. and so you know sometimes uh things you know you got to do things to take care of yourself down the line and i hope that's what i did there thank you so much everybody for listening goodbye